is Kenya, and welcome to my magical Cottagecore life. Cottagecore has a lot of different aspects, and there are subcategories like goblin gore, mushroom gore, gothcore, and even though dark academia is supposed to be its own genre, there is a crossover. For as many different kinds of people there are in the world and interests, there's ways to cross them over with other genres. But one thing that is common is that a lot of people inside of all of these genres like to make things, not just buy them, so that they're really theirs a lot of the time, if they're able. We talk a lot about plants and food different things and cities, because remember, in this podcast, it's not just cottagecore. We get a little bit about life, too. But something we don't talk about, which would be really good, is one of the most important things for people who do do DIY around their gardens or their homes. And that's your toolkit. We've used tools, we've made things. But sometimes it's important to look at what we're using when we make those things. Now me, I'm a lady. Or at least I aspire to be a lady. I'm definitely a woman. But I will say this. One of the things that has served me most when I was younger, when I was a new mom, now that I'm an older mom, I don't use it as much anymore. But that is having my toolkit my personal toolkit. I'm not going to get into a giant red box worth of tools here today, but I would like to get over just a few of the things that an essential toolkit for someone who does DIY projects might want to have. So open up your big book of stuff, because today we're going to look into our ladies' basic toolkit. Let's get started. Oh, and by the way, It's not just for ladies. A special thank you goes out to this episode's sponsor, Black Rue Culinary Collective in New Orleans, Louisiana. Black Rue is proud to present Soul culinary essay on the culinary history of the African-American diaspora. This will take place on January 15th, 2023 at the Margaret Place Hotel. Seats are $88 and are extremely limited. Actually, they're almost sold out as this episode is being recorded. This offering includes a six-course tasting menu, as well as an option for a cocktail pairing for $44. Tickets are only available through Black Room. No one else has authorization to sell tickets, so you must contact them. For tickets, visit www.blackroocollective.com. That's B-L-A-C-K-R-O-U-X 
C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E dot com. For information on this event and many more opportunities to engage with the most immersive and varied and creative culinary experiences in New Orleans with a Detroit twist. Visit them today. And now, back to our show. I added that little bit at the end because celebrity chef Maya is from Detroit and she's a wonderful person. off you want to make sure you have a good hammer it doesn't have to be fancy doesn't have to be giant or with an ebony handle and a silver sterling you know head or anything just a basic hammer preferably a claw hammer because it has a little bit more use than just the regular hammer a ball peen hammer as a, a backup is good so if you have two hammers you're ahead of the game if you do a lot of home repairs like on upholstery, you could also use a framing hammer. And if you put taps on shoes or repair your own shoes, you might want a cobbler's hammer. Now, before you say nobody uses a cobbler's hammer, I used to put taps on shoes. I used to fix my own heels on my shoe. And I used to fix some of the soles. A good cobbler's hammer is priceless. You'll be able to tell because they're a lot shorter, they're easier to wield. And the back is a little bit different. It's more for prying instead of just taking out nails because we have specialized cobbler's tools for removing nails if that becomes necessary. If you're putting taps on shoes, that is. Which is, I guess, becoming a lost art um, in this area of Michigan. I'm not sure why. A lot of people order things online and they don't do things, so maybe that's why. But I hope it's not going to continue. I hope we get back to the good craftings. The next thing you're definitely going to want is your screwdriver set. You can start off with about an average length for a Phillips head, a flat head, and a star-shaped flat head, flat head, and a star-shaped screwdriver. Normally I wouldn't have even said star-shaped, but for some reason people are adding more and more of those star-shaped screws. So, you know, you don't want to strip a thread or anything. So if you have something that has a star shape, it's good to have it. And of course, if you don't know the difference, the flat head looks like a wedge as a single line. The Phillips looks like a cross, like a solar cross or an equal round cross. Each one has its use. Each kind of screw has its use. And sometimes you can use a smaller uh, flathead to turn a Phillips if you're in an emergency. So it's good to have one of each. If you are able to get different sizes, that's even better. Generally, three sizes of each one will get you by in almost most circumstances. Now, sometimes you have something called an Allen wrench, 
and it's kind of like a screw, but it's not. It's like a hexagonal shape for the screw or for whatever it is you're screwing in. So it's not really a screwdriver, but it is a screwdriver. And it's not really a wrench, but it is a wrench. It's one of those weird things that you learn when you're using tools. Next, you're going to want your actual wrenches. And if possible, sockets. So a good socket set doesn't cost very much. It's going to be under $20. It's worth investing in getting not the very cheapest one you can find. Because you don't want a situation where you're trying to screw something in or use a ratchet in your socket set with your wrenches and it breaks. That has happened to me. It is not funny. It is not in any way okay. <laughs> so make sure you get the right thing. Also, the more ratchets and the more sockets you have, the greater your chance of not having to call someone to come and rescue you. The longer your ratchet set, as far as the, the, the longer the ratchet handle, the more torque you can use, the more power you have because it's like a lever and the longer the lever the more you can move it you know that whole saying about if you had a large enough lever you could move the world well that definitely comes into play here now here's where we're going to have one of those language issues because I know that some of the people who listen to this show are not in the United States. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, that's a shout out to the people who are over 40 years old and who remember Gomer Pyle. Okay, so this is where the language differences come in. The next thing you're going to want into your kit is a couple of spanners. Now, in our language, we call spanners wrenches because we don't make a difference between a wrench and a wrench or a wrench and a spanner. But we call specific spanners spanners. So the spanner is used to tighten bolts, okay? Now, I understand that here we have a tendency to use a socket set to do everything, but spanners really are meant for tightening bolts. So if you can keep one of those, keep one of those. Also, an adjustable wrench is absolutely wonderful. And another wrench that you're definitely going to want in your sets of things that are indispensable, especially if you do home auto repairs, you need at least one set of channel locks. I used to keep a channel lock by my bed just because. We won't get into the story of me and my issues with cars, but let's just say a channel lock is indispensable. Definitely need a tape measure. 
Now there's different kinds of tape measure. We're talking about the retractable kind. You want to have a good one that has a large amount of footage and one you don't have to fiddle with. You don't want that tiny one because it doesn't do you any good to have a little bitty one. If you're outside and need a big one, you might be wanting to restore a bed frame. You need the larger tape measure. If you do a lot of woodworking, you could also use a carpenter's ruler. The one that folds up. I used to love that thing. My dad had one of those things and we used it so many times. And it's a little bit more because you have to fold it and everything, but it stays put and that's good. Another thing you're going to want is a level. If you don't have a level, you're not going to know when something's straight. You may think your house is straight, but when you pull out the level, you'll see it's not. Interestingly enough, there is an app on your phone, on many phones, that you can use to actually have a level in your hand. Just remember, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but once you've got it down, you've got it down. I remember I showed my husband that when I took him lunch one day at work and he was absolutely blown away. He was like, there's a level on the phone? I'm like, yeah, you can download a level. You can download a lot of things on the phone. And he was so happy. He played with that level on his phone for a good 15 minutes while he was talking to me. It was, it was just the funniest and cutest thing. probably be one of the most costly items that you can keep in your home kit and no one said buy all of this at once. Just take your time and accumulate it over time. But a small power drill is indispensable. Getting a small drill with a few bits will serve you a long way. It's easier to drive screws into things that way than to do it by hand. You can drill holes that are needed. You can repair things. The drill is really where it's at. You can also add a Dremel to the top of it to do other repairs and other kinds of crafting, especially if you're outside. It's really worth investing in. You can also make sure you have a very tiny one if you're making arts and crafts. It's a different kind, but it's definitely worth it. If possible, and I'm not telling you to break your bank, but if possible, Get one that has a cord and one that's cordless and keep the cordless one in your car or in your shed because that way, if one goes out, you have the other one. Never forget too, to keep a set of bits with you because not every size is going to be available in the store at all times. Sometimes hardware stores run out. I know you wouldn't think it happens, but it does, especially if you're in a small town or if you don't uh, drive around a lot and you only go to the same store. If something happens like a disaster, you're not gonna find those things in the store. Having your own is indispensable. If I'm not mistaken, there's a song that talks about that. God bless the child that has their own. Well, it was really that has his own, but you get my point. come to something that is a tool but isn't a tool or things that are tools and aren't tools. 
you need some nails. You need different sizes of nails, different sizes of tacks, and different sizes of screws, nuts, and bolts. They usually come in sets, so that's not really a problem, but if you don't have a set, and don't forget your washers, by the way, if you don't have a set like box, you can either keep them in jars. I know you're hoarding jars. We had an episode about this. Baby food jars are seemingly the best ones for this. But you can also keep them in your uh, craft kits. You know, the boxes that have the different sections. You can definitely keep them in there, and it's very neat that way. In addition to this, you're also going to make sure that you label them because you won't remember. You can either make them with a, you make a little tag with the label makers or write them in indelible ink or magic marker, like the permanent kind, on top of the little box area where that particular item is. Trust me, cover this with a nice layer of packing tape so it doesn't get smudged or wear off because that is always, always what generally winds up happening. And trying to measure everything becomes very tedious very quickly. In addition to this, you want one of those really big staplers, the kind you use to staple things to a telephone pole. You would be surprised how much furniture I have repaired with one of those. It, it really is worth it. One of the things I see people leave out of kits and I'm not sure why, is adhesive. Having a bottle of wood glue when there's a wood repair needed will save you a lot of time because every glue is not for every surface. If you can, you don't have to have huge bottles, but maybe a tube of the following could help you. A small tube of E6000, a small tube of Gorilla Glue, a small tube of wood glue, some of that all-purpose crazy glue, I'm not sponsored by any of these people by the way, some paste, some shoe repair, some epoxy, and regular old stick glue. Keep those in there but try to keep them separated. Me, I kind of like recommend wrapping them in plastic paper, like plastic wrap. Or if you can't do that, try to wrap them in wax paper because for some reason, glue tends to want to seek each other out. If you can't do that, then keep it at least in a plastic bag so that it doesn't contaminate everything else because that stuff gets really gummy really fast. And of course, this includes tape duct tape, electrical tape, painter's tape, and masking tape. These are things to keep in your toolkit. You see how this kit's getting bigger and bigger and bigger? That's why I'm saying you don't have to do it all at once. Take your time and, and start moving, getting it together. Generally, believe it or not, a good overnight makeup bag, the kind that's about mm, a foot long and or a foot tall and two feet long, wide, that usually is a really good um, container for uh, size for the scale of what you'll need, but you usually use a tackle box once you really get going to have your really good toolkit available for you.
what is it that's the most obvious thing that we're not talking about? Pens, pencils, wax pens, and paper. Because you need to take measurements. You need to make markings. These things are important. If you're doing any kind of work, you need to mark off what you need done. Which leads us to the other thing you're going to want including into that box, which is a saw or saws. You need a saw. It can be a little handheld saw if you're not going to do a lot of work. It could be a standardized saw if you're going to be sawing like boards or like two by fours. If you don't know what you're going to saw, but you just want to have a saw, invest in a sawzall or a little handheld reciprocating saw. I think that's what it's called. Reciprocating? Yeah, yeah, it's a reciprocating saw, which is different than reciprocals. Algebra in real life. But no, um, you definitely, you definitely want a small reciprocating saw, especially if you don't know what's going to happen. You know, making that that uh, makeover for that apothecary case is a lot easier if you have the skating saw than trying to turn the thing over and using your handsaw, especially if it's a small one. So always have one of those. Lastly, in your ever-growing basic ladies toolkit, you're going to want bungees, clamps, and of course, if you have it, one vice. If you have a vice, you're, you're ahead of the game, but you don't have to have a vice, but definitely bungee cords and uh, clamps, because that way you can hold things together that you need held together when you're making things, and that's super important. Now, before you start saying, well, how can I have all this stuff? You will find that as you accumulate your items, you find a way to keep everything together. And again, a a good tackle box is good, but even places like Dollar Tree have plastic toolboxes. And if you have to, you can put two or three together. Just label what's inside of them. But as we know with toolboxes, what you say is inside of it usually does not stay inside of it unless it's the uh, the socket set because the socket set has little holes for everything and even then everything doesn't stay together all the time. The Allen wrench comes in its little uh, container and even it begins to come apart. So you'll find that even though you do your best to keep everything super neat and tidy, eventually it will become like your mom's or your dad's or your grandparents' uh, toolkit. And that's when you know that you've really loved on it <laughs> and you start to start to see things like the hammer begins to get that nice color from the oils of your hand and you start to learn how to move your tools around and everything else. But, oh, I almost forgot. Don't forget your pliers. Ah, what am I doing? Completely forgot your pliers. So never forget your pliers too because pliers also have wire cutters if it's the regular kind of flyer. So keep those in mind too. Now we didn't get into specialty tools today. We didn't get, except for the cobbler hammer. We didn't get into a lot of, a, a you know, 
obscure things that you might want to keep. I mean, there's always a specialty tool that you could have that if you need it for a legitimate use, when I say legitimate, that means something that you actually will use it for, that you want to keep. Let's say you do car repairs at home and you just really want to have a pickle bar. Okay, get a pickle bar. I'm not going to stop you. But usually most people won't need one. So, you know, use your own judgment in determining what you want to use. But there is uh, an item that I do recommend that you didn't necessarily see in a toolkit so much as a sewing kit, and that's a good pair of scissors. If you can get a good pair of uh, all-purpose scissors, or even better, two or three pair, you will find they are indispensable with certain things. Sometimes you just need scissors and rope. Rope also goes into your toolkit. And crafting knives or box cutters are also definitely useful in your toolkit. You'll find out what you need. I mean, I don't want to needle nose plier you. You know, needle you, needle nose plier. You get it? It's a joke. Get it? Why are you looking like that? It was funny. No, I tried. I really tried. But it, it is something to think about. It's definitely a very personalized process after you get past the basics. I love sharing little things like this with my friends and we're friends, right? I also am happy to embrace this new year and see what it brings us. I'm looking forward to finding new adventures with you. I even have a project lined up for the next episode that I think you'll enjoy. So make sure you come back here next time and we can work on it together here on My Magical Cottagecore Life.